0: everybody and happy thursday thank you all so much for tuning in to the ph and podcast don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcast leave us a five star review i'm leah here with pd and sean craig is out of the ice den again for the second time this week um and this time we decided not to let him call yeah, in that was
1: enough craig morgan for the week he I wasn't think everybody can, well, no, he wasn't was. filming enough
2: shirtless hockey players
0: I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> did he he didn't do that. I just You
1: did. did.
2: That's us. Awesome. I, that I, 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 I
1: know.
0: If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and watch Friday's yeah. show. Um, that was, was Stalking yeah. and talking. With but
1: that's leaders. the difference. Like, If I'm there, the camera's going to be on. If Craig's there, it's like his pen. Like, <laughs> who cares? Like a pen and a piece of paper. Like people walk by and let's like, unless he gets a quote, like a random quote, can't put that on Twitter. <laughs> Smart enough, Craig.
0: Craig's the one who breaks news, so we can't
1: he can't talk does. too much. I know. I heard that a lot. There's a lot of debate over fandom in 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 the in the media. We don't
0: need to get into that. No, but I was just
1: saying, but but Craig's like real. Like he doesn't
0: Craig's a journalist. Yeah. yeah. He's legit. Okay. He's legit. And yeah, yeah so it was, you and com- I... I
1: was, it was a compliment yeah. to Craig.
0: Yeah, you and I, I don't know what we are, but I don't we're know. here. we here to talk hockey because that's what we do every day, five days a week. Um, we're gonna talk <sighs> some rivalries today. We're gonna talk more about the Bill Armstrong extension, um, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about Community at the end of the show, but let's dive into our rivalry conversation. And the reason this kind of came up is, you know, we're looking at the season ahead. We've been talking about how excited we are for this season. But PD, it feels like the Arizona Coyotes haven't had a true rivalry in many years. And I will say this right off the top before anybody comes at us: I know that a lot of rivalries are formed in the playoffs, and the Coyotes have only been in the playoffs 1.75 times in the last. 15 years. So we can throw that out there to start. I understand that. I guess before we get into this conversation at all, what to you makes a rivalry? Yeah, and I, and I
1: think there's a couple things that can. And I think it's funny cuz since this team has been in the valley, I think there have been a few rivalries over a short period of time. And I think a couple things. One of the the, the things that kicks off rivalries right away is geographical rivalries. Yeah. And I think you see that more in college sports where you get the interstate ASU U of A rivalry. So I think that that's first and foremost where you get the really in-depth rivalries in sports. There are communities that are close together. You get Cincinnati and, and Cleveland, you get Pittsburgh and Philly, and New York and New York. Um, I think that those rivalries are bred from their location. And with the Coyotes, you, you talk about teams in, in California and, and the late edition of Las Vegas, that started to build that geographical um, rivalry. Unfortunately, the league moved into the central, and I think that that really yeah. hurt. Um, but playoffs, but you to, to become a playoff rivalry, I think you need to be it, it's a, you, a perennial. You're playing this team. You, you're playing this team. You look at Colorado or Colorado, excuse me, Calgary and Edmonton. Not only do they have the geographical um, connection, but they also played each other every single year yeah. in the playoffs. So that's what becomes a rival when you get that that competitive playoff juices and you're knocking each other out year after year. And you, and you, you said it yourself. The Coyotes haven't been there enough with consistent opponents yeah. and been far enough to have those types.
0: I do look back on the time that they were making the playoffs, though, and I think about teams like Detroit and Chicago as teams that the Coyotes were playing a lot in those years and were were maybe like borderline playoff rivals at that time, in that time period.
1: And I think from the playoffs themselves, and and you look at some of the early 2000s, it was the Detroit Red Wings. There was no doubt. Detroit was in the West, and the Coyotes seemed to face them in very important games in the regular season. And then in playoffs, in in two two out of three seasons, they played the Detroit Red Wings. Unfortunately for the Coyotes, They were playing a Detroit team that had Datsuk and Zetterberg and Lidstrom, and and it was some of their best teams that they'd ever had. So they ran into a steamroller. But I do think the other part of a rivalry, and people might not like to hear this, um, with playoffs, I think there was the LA Kings of 2012 created an LA King um, rivalry. Mm -hmm. The problem, and this is why there aren't any big rivalries, or you get the U of ASU rivalries, is because a lot of those rivalries are one-sided. They're coyote sided. Yeah the the Detroit the Detroit Weddings Red Wings are not sitting right now having a discussion that oh my gosh one of our biggest rivals is the Arizona Coyotes they're just not yeah so that's that's why that what that's what makes a true rival and I and I think there are teams as this team starts to go and starts to win more hockey games and be more relevant in the playoff landscape I do think you're going to see rivals but unfortunately it's the Central Division. Like, is that really going to be a that's, rival?
0: That's the thing that is upsetting because when you look at all the geographical ones, they're all in the Pacific, Vegas, LA, even Anaheim, which, you know, there was some animosity on the ice yep. last year. Maybe that's the the seeds being planted for a future rivalry, especially if Anaheim and the Coyotes are going to be on the up at the same time. Um, I think that could be something, but just as long as the Coyotes are in the central, like you can't really have a true rivalry unless they're making the playoffs year after year facing those Pacific division teams. But like, I look at a team like Dallas, Colorado, maybe they're a little bit closer geographically in the central. And I'm like, there's just nothing there for me to really like get up and get excited about. I don't know. And like when the, Coyotes have faced Colorado in the playoffs. Colorado's smoked them. Yeah. It, so it's it, like...
1: they faced them a few times in the playoffs. But again, Colorado's not looking at the Arizona Coyotes going, they're our rival. It, zero chance. Like, Colorado's Detroit. Now, we talked to both of those. Colorado-Detroit are rivals. Yeah. They made a movie they made called an ESPN
0: documentary yeah. on it.
1: So yeah. it, 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 I think the Anaheim one's interesting to me because they were their fl- first playoff opponent this franchise ever faced after moving to the that's, Valley. That's good trivia. With Taimou Solani and, and Paul Carey And that, that's... That was the start of what could potentially have been. And now you see the rivalry of, of what's going on when those two teams play, and there's a little bit of heat there. And they've had two incidents in two consecutive years. So now, yeah, maybe, maybe that could be a rival. And until they're in the same division and playing each other in playoffs, That's I just thing. don't see it.
0: Yeah. A um, couple of suggestions in the chat. So Chris said Cooley versus Bedard rivalry. Um, and I look at an example like Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. Yep. That's a perfect example. The only thing is those teams played each other in the playoffs almost every year, so that had Again, that extra yeah, thing. But playoffs. I do think the Crosby versus Ovechkin, who's better, that thing happened. And we just don't – I feel like it's too soon to say if Cooley and Bedard are going to be like mm-hmm. that same tier level yep. of facing off against each other and, and, and that. But it's an interesting suggestion. Um, Zona Tucson said Ottawa Senators. I feel like maybe there's some interesting bad blood there with how the Jacob Chick thing went down. That could be interesting. Um, David said Kings were always the team I saw as a rivalry. Justin Brown versus Doan was gold. Um, and I will say the one thing, and you're right about maybe LA is not looking at Arizona as a rival, but the one thing you can say about LA is LA teams are universally hated yep. among all Phoenix sports. Yep, Arizona. Yep. Every Beat everyone LA. hates everyone hates the Lakers, everyone hates the Dodgers like everyone hates the rams if you're a phoenix sports fan you just do you're born yeah and you hear that beat
1: la chant in every single stadium in the valley regardless of the sport beat la and i think that that's the closest that this franchise has to it and i think the Doan brown rivalry was real and i think that those two players personally played at their best against each other and i think that there was i don't want to say bad blood because i think they're both really good people but i do think that the personalities helped help you know evolve that reality that rivalry into a higher state potentially because it is players and the other one that the people might not have noticed here in the valley when you talk about player versus player was Shane Doan versus Blake Wheeler so when this team would go into Winnipeg Hmm. and this was every year that the Coyotes went to Winnipeg with Shane Doan as the captain when he would touch the puck the entire stadium would boo and it was just how do you boo Shane Doan the, the team left and he was on the team when yeah. they were there the first time it's not his fault like dude had nothing to do with the team leaving winnipeg but whenever he touched the puck they booed and that started the bad blood between the two captains wheeler and doan and i really believe it got personal and i think that that was it just inside the locker room was a rivalry it wasn't for the fans, it was internal.
0: It is ironic though because Blake Wheeler was drafted by the Coyotes and like was a no-show basically. Right. So that there is an extra layer yeah. there because I think there's both, something to that. Yeah, because Wheeler left arizona and do left winnipeg and now they're the captains of their respective teams yep. it's very it's actually um an interesting so one. i do think
1: personnel that was another thing we didn't list off the top but people people can yeah. make a rivalry yeah. if, if you're if your player leaves your team to go join another team if that player was a key piece of what if shane do left to go play with the dallas stars and then shane do played against the coyotes in the playoffs uh, there's a rival yeah. And I think so you can be proximity, it can be playoffs, but it can also be people. And so what happens now with this team in the central and they're taking a step forward, you know, every time there's a game in the mall with the Toronto Maple Leafs, I see that as a big game for the Coyotes. It sure as hell isn't a big game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like there is, n- if you pick 30, 31 rivals with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Coyotes might literally be 31st along with Anaheim and, and San Jose, maybe so, but, but I think the Coyotes look at Toronto as a rival because they have so many players come from that area and the games that they play against them are very big and they're nationally important, internationally important game.
0: I disagree. I think that Toronto has Arizona higher on that list than you might think because everything we talk about when the Coyotes play Toronto, like Toronto can't win against this team. It's like, and then... You know they they get oh Austin Matthews is gonna go back to Arizona and Leafs fans act like they're all high and mighty, but that pisses them off. It does. It does. So that's fair. And now they have Matthew. So they have two Arizona-born players on their roster, and they can't beat the Coyotes. You don't think that pisses them off? Ooh. The Leafs fans are the first ones on Twitter saying, "Get this team out of Arizona! Like nobody wants hockey there." Well, if hockey wasn't here, you wouldn't have two of your, your best, player. best players on the team. <laughs> so go. Where's the banner?
1: Yeah, do we yeah, have the banner, have the banner? Is, yeah, it, it's been a while we're putting, um putting,
0: I do think oh, there, the, the I do think,
1: look how good he is
0: yeah I do think that Toronto like I was gonna present Toronto as possibly wow like an com- and at least out of the Western Conference it's the number one Eastern Conference rival like without without question and maybe Toronto is scoffing at this but I don't think Arizona's
1: 31st no and so here you brought up a good point and this is what I've always said to Toronto fans. It, it, when you look at the scoreboard, which is what this sport is about, wins and losses, when you look at that over the last 20 years, the Coyotes are better head-to-head against Toronto Maple Leafs. It's just a fact. So I can, so I can sit there and say they're not a rivalry, but yeah, you know what? We're going to make it up today. We're going to make it up. Yes, that there are. The East Coast rival is now the Toronto Maple Leafs. You heard it here first at Peach
0: We can decide these things. We can. We can. It's done. Um. Yeah, and as far as the West, I do think, I mean, it will always be LA. I still hate LA. Yeah.
1: Even from 2012.
0: Yes. I mean, it, I, and someone can watch this from who's a fan of another team and say, well, like, that's kind of pathetic. That's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that pathetic
0: is. that the Coyotes have only made the playoffs twice. Yes. Since then.
1: But it is. LA is in there. And and I do agree with geographically and some of the com they have faced each other in the playoffs before and they have had individual personal rivalries. Three things that we said create a rivalry. I do believe because of those three things that the Anaheim Ducks are naturally become they have naturally become one of the Coyotes' rivals.
0: I think if the Coyotes were in the Pacific Division, what we would be saying right now without question, like and probably even more so Anaheim at this point, given the trajectory the two teams are on. LA is kind of in like the back end of their window and Anaheim and Arizona are kind of on the up Up. at the same time. Um, I think there's another one. And again, this is the one sided rivalry from Coyotes fans, but I think Vegas and Chicago are very easy, natural rivals because they've gotten everything that Arizona hasn't. Vegas had instant success. um, Won a Stanley cup very early in their tenure have barely had any suffering for the fan base coyotes have had all the suffer uh, coyotes fans have had all the suffering so that's kind of a resentment one and same with chicago i mean like winning the draft lottery getting bedard winning the draft lottery back then to get Kane to win three stanley cups yeah i think but do you think think those are easy uh, but i think
1: minus the geographical one the one with chicago could get interesting over time with cooley and Bedard. it could like i i know we we don't want to put too much pressure on these two young players to to go Crosby and Ovechkin and that kind of a rivalry in the Western Conference. But if they're both going to be in the central division and you look at two, three, four years out, these are two players that are competing for the overall points lead in the NHL and they're always at the top of the spectrum. You start getting more national attention between those two teams, it could, it could grow to the point where that that's, you know, the the Saturday game of the week could be cooley versus bedard in the next decade i don't look beyond that as a a possibility and once that happens yeah then that's that's a rivalry yeah so it it is interesting to see i think chicago is a sleeper one i think it's la anaheim chicago unfortunately all of our dnvr fans i don't see yeah denver doesn't
0: care and toronto because we're claiming that yeah we're Um, in toronto so the watt said zegris is trying to start a feud with arizona you might not be wrong about that um david made a really good point there's also a lot of chicago fans in arizona which fuels the rivalry that's true it's extremely frustrating michael said the ducks may be our sub rivalry sure that works for me um and then there was another comment that now i forget but uh oh roaring fork when houston and or salt lake gets an expansion team that's the rival (laughs) just because yeah or quebec city yeah
1: quebec city and coyotes (laughs) automatic instant rivalry
0: yeah so drop right now in the chat. You have to pick one today. One today. Who is the Arizona Coyotes' rival this season? This, this season. season. No, no, not future. No. Let us know in the chat right now which team you think. PD. who's your one team this year? <sighs> this year. It can this change. This year.
1: I'm going to stay in the Central because they're in the Central, and I'm going to say the, the battle with the basement last year. I'm going to say this season it's
0: Chicago Blackhawks. There's one team we haven't mentioned, Uh-oh. and that's the Nashville Predators. Yeah. And this one's interesting because the Coyotes playoffs have times. faced them in the playoffs the two times they've been in the playoffs. And, and last, beat them. Beat them both times. Huh. Maybe that is one that Nashville looks back, and we've talked a lot about these teams are going to be kind of maybe in the same boat this year in the central. Like if you're going to look at the central division and look at who the Coyotes actually are going to be on a similar level with, I think you could make the argument you have that it's going to be Nashville. Both Sunbelt teams. Yeah, it could be. It
1: could be because I think they're going to be in the same boat um, trying to compete for that maybe eight spot, but somewhere between eight and 12. Uh, I think that that's going to be very competitive. You do look at those two playoff series. They were, that was... uh, Two very hard-fought series that the Coyotes were just better than than the Nashville Predators, so maybe, maybe, maybe the and Preds St- like- and
0: St. Louis Roaring Forks bring up. But I will say the Coyotes kind of own the well, especially
1: when you play them seven times in a row. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know if that'll be right. The problem with St. Louis is they've been around the league so long. You know, they're the, one of the original expansion teams. There are so many rivals that St. Louis has. You know? Yeah, that's true. So I, I think that's a More tough history. one. history. We're not going to creep into their rivalry. My votes for Colorado. What Why? about Buffalo?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo would be fun. Um, now, my to Colorado Why? because a, like as far as we're concerned, having a rival with the Indian VR is fun. Yes. It um, is. but also like, talk about owning them. Like we always have weird games with them. Like they, I feel That's like true. the last two seasons the Coyotes have been weirdly competitive with the Colorado Avalanche. Fairly, There's fairly. a budding, just like I feel like natural rivalry between Phoenix and Denver. With the playoffs and then uh, with the with the, the, the Suns and the, and nuggets. the nuggets, yep. Um, and True. so, like, I feel like you know, especially you know, we we set the agenda here. Yeah, and, <laughs> let's, let's
1: manifest it. Like,
2: I mean. we I feel like having you know the the back and forth with Denver is is. It's more fun than a back and forth with LA. They're, it's that's LA. They have nothing. They yeah, have too true. much going on over there. They're they don't also have the,
0: very full of themselves. Yeah, they don't have the,
2: they don't have the energy or the the ego to engage in a rivalry with us proper. The Avs, I think, they have a, a certain amount of geographic sense, and you know, there's a natural connection there. I think it would be fun.
0: There's a lot of Chicago in the chat, so I, and,
1: and Adam's right here. The Winnipeg Thrashers, Jets. There yeah. is some of that yeah. because this team moved, and I do think that I with the underlying dome thing. It's like this is what we talk about—a rivalry going one way. I think it is for Winnipeg fans because the team left.
0: Yeah, and I do That's think fair. there's
1: a part of it. So that is now Just that they're in the Central Division. Arizona
0: fans more than anyone get feeling yeah, salty because there's a lot for Coyotes fans yeah. to be salty about. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna.
1: Even I agree. Hate on
0: Winnipeg fans for that one. <laughs> um, keep letting us know in the chat who you think. This is the exciting thing. I think we're the Coyotes are now at the beginning of a stage that they can actually create some real rivalries, and I think that's it's it's an, another thing to be excited about.
1: Yeah, I, I yes, <laughs> I tell you, I, I talked to a player very recently, well, this morning, and we'll talk more about that maybe later. But he was talking about Logan Cooley, mm-hmm. and this is from the inside of the locker room, and they're very excited to have this young man on the team.
0: Maybe we'll let just the d- diehards know who you talked to today after the show. Yeah,
1: I'll put it in the, I'll drop it in the discord.
0: PD will let you know who we talked to and that will, that conversation will be coming this weekend, but diehards will know first. Yep.
1: I'll tell the diehards right after the show.
0: Well, speaking of rivalries, there's plenty in the NFL and PD, We finally made it. Today's the day. The NFL, the NFL starts
1: first. today with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. It's Crazy. time. Crazy. And if you like, yeah, it's time. It's time for football and so many exciting things happen.
0: Leboski, I am embracing Anaheim, but it's at the very, very beginning. We need to wait and see. Um NFL, it starts today and PHNX has a weekly Pick X and NFL survivor contest. <gasps> courtesy of Splash Sports. So if you wanna what you know, if do? if you're just saying like, I don't really care about any NFL team or if you're a Cardinals fan, and they're not gonna that. be good. Well, if you're a Cardinals fan, it's like okay i mean we've watched sat through tank seasons it's not yeah. sometimes you need to find other things to cheer for Fair. um so maybe you want to play a nfl contest and we have one here at phnx go to splashboards.com slash phnx deposit cash it's five dollars to enter and we'll have weekly pick x contest and phnx survivor contest the more who enter the larger the prizes um so we'll be running contests all year keep the link handy and you can also run your own contest on splash sports so head to splash sports dot com slash ph the next to join in we'll have different contests coming out so we're stoked to compete with and against you all be sure to click the link in our description today is a great day to get started on this as the nfl season kicks off today um another way you can watch football this is one of sean deposit's favorite ways to watch football is uh taking an ogs and watching <laughs> the game sean- one
2: night bills jets oh geez i'm gonna take a. which flavor prop uh happy mouch strawberries and cream it's red and white kind of those colors Mm, okay i
0: like it i like it
2: and the night with an aqua berry so i hit the blue as well
0: perfect perfect yeah OGs. there's there's they have all the colors all the flavors and all of the effects Um, you can get the sunny sativa or mellow, mellow indica blend um the fruits and the creams sean just mentioned a few of the flavors but these gummies are tasty but they also have whatever effect you're looking for something calming something uplifting sleep edition microdose whatever it is check out our friends at ogs brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors you can check them out across all socials at ogs brands online and at ogs to find them at a dispensary near you you must be 21 or older to enjoy it responsibly okay PD, you were not on our show yesterday. I wasn't. So you didn't have a chance to react no. to the Bill Armstrong contract extension and before you say I said this on yesterday's show, but I just thought like we every day they were ex- announcing the extension of an assistant coach every day, so I just got used to it. And then I, so I woke up to that one. I was like, "Oh, here's today's extension." And then I like I kind of did a double take. I was like, "Wait a second. We weren't expecting this one." Um so I'm going to Craig and I talked about it in depth yesterday. I'm going yeah, to allow you your I thoughts.
1: I don't want to step on the things that Craig's already talked about, but, but I just want to say this. It's unusual. Uh, he has two years left, this and one. Uh, he had the option for next year, so he's got two years left. To get this locked up this early for that long is pretty rare in the world of sports. So it, it just it's, it's a nod of confidence to Bill Armstrong from the ownership and management group, which is great because they like what he's doing and the approach he's taking, which means that the team can stick to their plan. Which is what we've been saying all along. And one of the stumbling blocks to a rebuild is when an owner, management group um, veer off of the plan and you you stop it halfway. And now with Bill Armstrong locked up for another five seasons, I think that's good for this franchise for some consistency. Yeah. There is also the the reality of pro sports. It doesn't matter how long your contract yeah. is. You're fireable. I'm sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to say that, but your contract term does not be, it doesn't mean he's gonna be here for five years, it doesn't mean he's not gonna be here for ten. It's just I I, I think that that it, you can at least comfortably go, okay, this is the plan, this is what we're trying to do. We trust what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. And I think that they've done it now with the head coach they've got locked yep. up, the general manager they've got locked up, you've got cooley signed. You're starting to show shines shines, signs of stability for this franchise. There is one thing missing what's that it's an arena
0: yeah yeah
1: we're not gonna talk about it today
0: well yeah I'm so not- it's,
1: it's good <laughs> that got him locked up he he's a bill is a very confident guy and he's confident in the team he's building and what he's putting together here for this franchise and now he gets an opportunity to execute that plan and and do all of the things he wanted to do and he's seen in the past in a team like st louis that he can recreate that model and get this team competitive for Stanley Cup.
0: yeah um, and it was interesting. So we had the chance to talk to Bill Armstrong yesterday after our show. Um, and in a lot of his answers, he talked about people like warned him, don't take this job. Mm-hmm. Like th- that was the reality of the situation at the time. Um, and he talked a lot about some of the, the shock of coming in. I mean, this is also his first GM job he, okay. he worked in the front office for the Blues, but you know, he'd never been the general manager and then to come into the situation and you can look at it and say, "Oh, well, you're just rebuilding a team, tearing it down, like that's easy." But as Craig, you know, made the argument in his story this morning at gophx.com, which is great because he kind of yeah. breaks it down in arguments against and then Craig kind of gives his own rebuttals to each of those arguments. Um so go read it. It's it's a very good read at gophx.com. Um, I I don't know. He had a lot of adversity in his path when he got here and he told a really funny story yesterday um, about just the the condition of the ice at Gila River Arena. One of the many things that he was kind of dealing with when he got here and Craig said he'd never heard the story before and you know Craig's heard Mm -hmm. every story. So um, we have the story and it's actually hilarious. So this is Bill Armstrong talking about the ice at Gila when he first got here.
3: Um, well, I'll just say a funny story was, uh, when, when I first took over, the ice was so bad and there was all these rumors that uh, the ice in the gila were, you know, was popping knees cause they would dig into the ice. And so we went, we went in and, and, uh, tried to study, you know, the rink and and tried to produce better ice. We found out there's three different wells and we got new Zambonis and, um, and, uh, the guy said, well, I think there's a button back here. That's never been pressed. And it was a dehumidifier button. And I'm like, well, you what do you mean it's never been pressed he goes nobody's ever turned it on I go, well how old is it It's like it's like 17 years old you know and i'm like well someone's got to push the button <laughs> we got to find out if we can do get, you know improve the ice so we, we push the button and it ended up, it ended up working so you uh, know that was kind of a, a weird one for me coming through the door uh you know uh, in the gila arena
1: the wow n- oh, it solved the world's problem
0: well the good news is the the ice at Mullet is the best ice at the yeah. NHL, so they so don't they didn't have, have that. to push problem. any buttons there. But like, imagine you come into your first GM job and you're like trying to push buttons to make the ice better. Like you're thinking, I'm just here to manage the get team. team.
1: Get a team, get like, players. Let's
0: try and like have people not blow out their knees you, on the ice.
1: That's what a job of GM. You they got to take care of everything. You're in charge.
0: General like, manager. That means everything. <laughs>
1: yeah, general, not specific general. manager. It's general.
0: But manager. but on a more serious note yes. just talking about you know what he's done here so far all the draft picks all the signings i mean that just this summer alone it's quite impressive but you know now he has till twenty eight, twenty nine. so that that's a, quite a few years and now he kind of has to deliver on the moves that he's made already so i actually asked bill directly like how do you measure success for yourself and the team now that you're in a completely different phase of this rebuild Um, and this was his answer
3: i i think it's 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 a lot of steps that you have to take we we have to become a better team than we were last year there's some steps that we have to take um i believe we can take those steps Um, um you know the players this year are a lot different than they were last year you know they didn't really know what they had last year coming in as a team and now People are really excited about coming to play for us. The guys are in earlier. You can see them practicing. So success for for myself and and, and the franchise is taking some steps, taking some small steps this year to become a better team, uh, which also allows us to buy some time for our younger players, the Lamroos of the world, the Geekies of the world, Semeshavs in the Boots, uh, allowing them to kind of mature and then eventually join our team in three years. But where we want to get to, uh, you know, obviously this year is improved and the following year really push to make the playoffs. Um, so we're all measure successes and probably in two ways. Can we get in in the next few years into playoffs? And then the next part of the success is, you know, are we a team that, you know, you can say, okay, every year, these guys should get in that, that to me, it, it, as long as, you know, we continue to grow and move forward in allowing our, our, our players to kind of get in there. Uh, younger players to get in there and, and our team gets better and better. That's how I'll measure the success. Um, You know, obviously Craig Morgan and his staff will have different measures for us, but, uh, but you know, that's, that's, I mean, internally, that's how you measure it. And I think uh, as an organization, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes with analytics, sports science, strength development um, that we also measure ourselves on, but, but we want to become the, the best organization possible uh, off the ice too. Um, we want to have great departments that push uh, every envelope we can to become the best we can be. You know, it's a small line between winning or losing to get into the playoffs, uh, to win your first round in the playoffs and to continue to where It's a very, very small line and it's all the little things that you do uh, behind the scenes uh, that can help you and you know become that championship organization so um it's going to be a fun ride i'm looking forward to it and uh it's little small steps to measure our success
1: and i think that's what we've been hoping here at phnx is we want to see this team compete every year not just to make the playoffs but compete in the playoffs and to hear him talk about being a team that yeah they're in the playoffs like just you expect that team to be in the playoffs. That that's the culture you came from in St. Louis. Um, you just expected to be in the playoffs, and it's good to hear that that's what the plan for the future is here in Arizona. We don't have to say are they. It's how far are they going to go?
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's just nice for once to hear. It's like, oh, we're just getting as many draft picks as possible now. It's we're you know first we're gonna give the young players time to develop. Then we got to make the playoffs. Then we got to win in the playoffs. And it's just like. The future, I don't know. The future feels bright. We just gotta see it delivered.
1: And the other thing he talked about is how you have to have everything around you. One of the things you talk about in pro sports is you can't give people excuses. You can't give a player excuse while well, our facilities suck, or um, our s- skills coach is is on last year of his contract and he's not helping us out, or you know whatever that excuse is. You have to eliminate the excuses. And for him to say that they're working as hard as they can to make the each department and each area the best they possibly can be that's really important it's not just about what you put on the ice it is literally everything it's how this team travels it's how you train it's how you you know what you give them for nutrition all of those things matter and you have to be the best you can at all and that's exactly the message he gave there so the future if he can put these dominoes in place the future is bright here
0: it really is. And I think the hockey side, it's now the, ho- the whole hockey side is kind of locked up. Things are looking good there. They just have to come through with the arena. And I think if they do that, this is going to be one of the most attractive playoff or NHL destinations along, in the entire league.
1: There are they're, they're already great reasons to be here in the Valley and to live here in Arizona but because, well, we both do. Um, but if a team starts winning on top of that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do see that. There have been points in this franchise history that you've seen this being a destination for free agents for one reason or another. I do believe they're getting close to where they were at a few different times. We were able to get um, high-end free agents here. I think that, that they're on the precipice of that now. They just need to turn into that winning team, and I think they're really close.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Um, so i don't know if i'm going to be betting on the coyotes to make the playoffs this season but it could be f- fun value maybe over the next few we'll see what happens this team always tends to surprise um and if i was going to bet that i would do so on bet mgm for sure because surely. that is the place to bet on sports and wh- i know we said it already but it is an exciting day the nfl is back and you can bet on tonight's game right now over at BetMGM like it's crazy how many bets there are just for one game like it's unreal it's unreal so go on betmgm right now and if you haven't signed up yet Use the code PHNX when you do. It's part of the sign-up process. It'll ask you for a code. You just hit PHNX, and this is what it gets you. If you place your first Bet of Jam Sportsbook wager through the Bet of Jam Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. It doesn't matter if you win your bet or lose your bet. You're getting $200 in bonus bets instantly and then you can use those bonus bets on whatever you want and basically it's free money from there so it's a great offer from our friends at betmgm you can check out our show notes for full details and now you can listen to shane tell you about the disclaimer.
1: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 y or text hope y 467 new york Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023-Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit MGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: The reason PD's on his phone right now is because he's joining the Circle K Inner Circle, (laughs) downloading the Circle K app right now. You get discounts on gas. 25 cents per gallon. Like, what a freaking deal. Um, Circle K, they have their new membership program that's completely free called the Inner Circle. Like I said, save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips and get the six free on a selection of Circle K products. Uh, And it's completely free to join the Inner Circle. All you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. I do need to get gas today, and I'm already thinking about like where I'm going after work and where all the Circle Ks are because I know where they are because there's multiple of them, and I'm just trying to decide which Circle K should I go to, and that is a great problem to have. Um, and I will be okay, signed up. claiming my $0.25 cents off Perfect. per gallon because that is a great, great Okay, last thing before we get out of here. Um, this one is has to do with our community and it has to do with something that's extremely important to me and one of our diehards, Kelly Herman. Um, hi Kelly, I know you're watching. Um, and Kelly and I connected over this at, I think it was one of our four peaks events, actually. I think it was a pregame meetup that we did sometime this year. And this is one of the things I love about just meeting everybody in person because you get to, you know, connect with everyone. Personally, um, and Kelly will tell you her story, but it was just something you know we connected over because we both lost people very close to us um, to suicide. And Kelly is part of an organization that helps bring awareness and educate uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And they have these community walks called Out of the Darkness Community Walks, and there's going to be one in Phoenix on saturday october 21st at 9 a.m october 21st it might spark something in your brain it's the coyotes home opener which is that day at one you can go to this walk yep at 9 a.m go hang out somewhere in middle downtown tempe before the game and then go to the game, the game. you can do all of this in one day um or you can just contribute in other ways especially if you don't live here in arizona um but enough of me talking about it. I'm going to let Kelly tell you about the out of the darkness walk um, and the organization and what it means to her. All right. We are joined by one of our PHNX Coyotes diehards, Kelly Herman, to talk about a cause very important to her and to me. So Kelly, I'm going to hand it over to you to tell us about this event.
4: Yeah, great. Thanks, Leah. Thanks, Craig, for having me on. Um, I am actually the co-chair for the Phoenix area out of the darkness walk, which is a program that is run by the American foundation for suicide prevention. I happened to lose my brother, uh, seven years ago to suicide. He was, uh, the youngest in our family. I was the oldest. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that when you lose someone, you know there's grieving that goes along with it when you lose this to suicide it's a little bit different because there's a lot of survivor guilt that comes along with that we um actually knew for years that my brother was struggling and so once you know he he actually passed away it became one of those things of I need to get involved in something, you know, to be able to kind of channel that grief and try to help other families to know that they're not alone. Um, so I got involved when I moved out here to Phoenix, um, you know, just about seven years ago with the Arizona chapter of AFSP. Um, and I've co chaired, I'm co chairing the walk this year, been involved, you know, the last several years. The walk actually is October 21st, which is the same day as our Coyotes home opener, but the walk is at nine o'clock in the morning. So if you want to get outside, enjoy the beautiful weather that we have here. In Arizona early in the morning. We'd love to have you join us, you know, for the walk. It starts at 9 a.m. at Salt River Fields. Um, Really cool event because, you know, it's, it's just it's it's eye-opening for me to kind of see how many families have been affected by suicide and you know it's an emotional morning um you know we do an opening ceremony right at 9 a.m and we'll have this stadium this year so we'll have our opening ceremony um survivors will get up and tell their stories we all wear honor beads you know that are different colors to reflect you know the different ways that you know we are affected by suicide i wear orange beads because i lost a sibling um, but there are other beads as well you know that that morning, you know, on the concourse, we'll have tables set up from our sponsors, as well as AFSP merchandise for folks to purchase, honor beads, other remembrances. And it's just, it's a time for community and, you know, for, you know, getting together and, you know, sharing the, 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 you know, that experience that we all have with, you know, having survived a loved one's suicide. Some of our walkers actually have, you know, survived their own suicide attempts. And I think the thing for me that is just the most incredible about it is that we get to take some time and, you know, help to raise awareness. And the more that we break down the the stigma by talking about this, the more that, you know, we help others to to reach out when they might be struggling and to try to get that help, which is so difficult to get um, because of, you know, so much of the thoughts and feelings that people have about mental health in, in you know our society today. So um it's a, a great event. I know um we have a team PHNX, you know, that we've started now for the walk. Um, so hopefully some of our diehards and other listeners will, you know, get online and join us, um, join us that morning, um, you know, for the walk itself, you know, for fundraising, there's no requirement, you know, to actually fundraise, but if you raise $150, you get a cool t-shirt. So like the one I'm wearing now, which is last year's um, shirt. Um, And, you know, it's just it's a really, really great cause and, and something that I hope, you know, our hockey community will and our sports community here in Phoenix will get behind.
0: Absolutely. And Kelly, you don't have to actually go to the walk, correct? So you can let people know other ways they can get involved without physically being there on that morning
4: absolutely you know obviously it's fabulous when when folks are able to be there but no there is no requirement for you to attend the walk um you know, there's no requirement to fundraise you can um you know sign up you know as you know somebody who wants to fundraise for afsp the, the programs that they do are just incredible in terms of you know not only education not only support for the community but also for research which is really really important in this area as well and so you can sign up as somebody who wants to participate in the walk you know set up a f- facebook fund I mean, I hit my fundraising goal like within 30 minutes just by setting up a a Facebook fundraiser with my family and friends. Um, And you don't have to be there, you know, that morning for the walk if you don't want to. If you do want to come out and walk with us, it's always a beautiful morning. The walk route itself is just under a mile, so it's not a really difficult, you know, walk to do either. Um, But if you you don't have time that morning because you're getting gearing up to go to the Coyotes home opener or maybe you're going to the ASU game that night like I am, then you don't have to be there. It's okay.
1: Awesome. Kelly, I I know that uh, we're going to put up information for this event. We'll let all of our diehards know, uh, all of our listeners and readers know, really. Um, But are you aware of maybe some other resources out there for people who might be going through these issues right now?
4: Yeah, I think the most important resource that you know we've been able to get within the last year or so has been 988, which is you know if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts and you need help, that gets you connected to the hotline so that you can actually talk with you know somebody who is trained you know mental health counselor to be able to you know you know work through that and try to get you know the help that you need. Our chapter does a lot you know here in the the our in the state of Arizona and New Mexico. You know there are other events. You know a lot of campus programming too. You know as somebody who's Worked in higher education for 25 years, seeing the way that our, our college students a lot of times are facing mental health, you know, challenges. That's really difficult. And because September is um, Suicide Prevention Month, and actually September 10th is um, World Suicide Prevention Day, I think it's called, and it's you know, kicks off the 10th through the 16th is uh, Suicide Prevention Week. You're going to see a lot of uh, resources, webinars. Um, I just saw you know one um, advertised this morning on AFSP's national um, Twitter feed about you know their. Medical Director who's going to be, you know, hosting a webinar. They do a lot, especially when you see um, you know, different, um, you know, events, you know, in the news about suicide, especially when somebody famous takes their own life. They do a lot of work then, you know, to be able to look at, you know, the contagion effect of suicide. And that's what this webinar is about. And there's also a lot of resources about how to talk about suicide. You know, there are some words that you want to use when you talk about suicide and especially, you know, um, you know, for journalists, you know, Craig, like yourself, how you want to talk about it in ways that are outdated in talking about it. And, you know, there's some really great resources that AFSP has and I know also you know when we first moved to the valley we lived in Chandler and my kids were in my younger two kids were in eighth and 10th grades and there had been a lot of kids um, taking their own lives when we first moved here and there was just some incredible local resources as well I don't have all of them to put my finger on right now but there's been a lot of work that's been done between AFSP and you know local mental health resources to try to make that better but I would say you know keeping in mind 988 is you know a really important resource if you're struggling reach out get some help.
0: Well, like Kelly mentioned, we do have a team, PHNX, which we'll drop the link in our YouTube chat, of course, Um, and you can join. You can help us reach our fundraising goal. You can just share the link and get others to join. And if you're in Arizona, it would be amazing to see you at the walk um, October 21st at 9 a.m., enough time to get to the coyotes game that day at one o'clock. Um, so I just think it could be a really beautiful day, um, for the community and Kelly, thank you so much, you know, for, for bringing this to us. And, you know, it's something that's touched your life and my life and something that you and I have connected over. Um, and this is, you know, this is just what community is all about. So I'm hoping that our diehards can, you know, help at least raise a little bit of awareness, maybe a little bit of money and, you know, come together for a great cause.
4: Yeah, and if you do wind up joining us that morning, you can find me in the Discord, Um, but I'm also a six-foot-tall redhead, so if you happen to come to the walk that morning, I'll be at the volunteer table. Please come up and and tell me that you're there. We'd love to have you. My brother was 12 years younger than I was, so we didn't grow up in the the same kind of household. You know, he was six when I went away to college, and I got married a few years later and started having kids on my own, and hockey was the one common thing that he and I had, you know, that we shared a love for, and I love the community that we have here at PHNX. I love that you guys are supporting this. You know, thank you to Saul, you know, for being on board when I approached him about this idea. I can't wait to see how many of you, you know, come out and join us.
0: Thanks so much, Kelly. We'll see you on October twenty first. Great. Thanks.
4: Thank you again
0: to Kelly for joining and sharing her story and, you know, reaching out about this event. It was an event that I wasn't even aware of. And I think it's just, you know, we talk a ton about community here at PHNX and You know, supporting Kelly and and everybody, I'm sure, like there's so many people who have been, you know, unfortunately touched by Mm -hmm. somebody that they know or someone they know that knows someone who's been affected by suicide. As I mentioned, it directly affected and affects my life. Um, So... It's just, yeah, it's important to come together as a community. Sean dropped the link in the chat. So that's the link to Team PHNX. So you can join. You don't have to give any money when you join our team. You don't have to commit to the walk when you join our team. Um, But I do think... You know, joining the team and, and sharing the link. And as Kelly mentioned, you could do a Facebook fundraiser, um, share the link with your family and friends, and hopefully we can hit our team's fundraising goal of two thousand uh, dollars, maybe even go past that. And any way that you can participate, as Kelly mentioned, there's plenty of time to to go to the walk and then go to the Coyotes home opener that day. Um, this is just you know a cause that's really important to us here on PHX Coyotes and to our diehards. So I just want to encourage everyone's participation in this and again the link is in the the chat right now and we will continue to share it um, on social media and the discord and talk more about this event in the weeks leading up to it yeah
1: really quick from me i i think leah hit it on the head about community and and one thing we when we talk about sports we always talk about a community of what phnx is and this is part of that community this is about helping other people and and leah talked about well, you don't know who who suicide has affected you don't know people's stories like people have things Mm -hmm. so here's what i want to say today i've i every time i get to talk to a group of people i challenge that group of people and i'm going to do this today i challenge everybody listening to this show whether it's on podcast on youtube call somebody today call anybody if you can't call somebody see your neighbor that's that's cleaning up their front yard or bringing up their garbage can and just say how are you doing and mean it and listen to how are they doing. Call an old friend you haven't talked to since college. Call a family member you haven't talked to in a year. Call somebody and just say, how are you doing, and listen. It's so important. I vow to do that every single day. I call and reach out to somebody because there's somebody out there that needs to hear from you. So thanks. So I I challenge everybody to do that today
0: absolutely and if you have any questions um you can reach out to kelly or me on discord um or if you're not a diehard you can tweet at me and i will try my best to answer all your questions or i will point you toward kelly who can answer them even better but um hopefully we'll see some phnx community out there at the walk um and again it's kind of it kind of is good timing for the the home opener so it's at salt river fields as well so it's just up the the 101 it's Quick drive down to Tempe. Um and on that day, I mean, I'm already thinking ahead. I'm a planner, pd You know yes, you this are. Is about me. So, like, okay, the walk. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. Illegal Pete's great spot because it's gotta walking eat. distance, scootering distance, Uber distance, yep. driving distance, very walk, quick.
1: Go eat. Refuel.
0: Go to Illegal Pete's. Um, in between this walk and the first game, it's a great pregame spot for all Coyote's home games yes. this season and You all know how good the queso is, and how good the burritos and the bowls, and you got the margaritas. I'm going there. Yeah, like we're going there. I mean, last year we did like uh, we did like meetups there that weren't even planned by PHNX. We would just just like message Discord. Hey, we're going. So, yeah. swing by Illegal Pete's. is your go-to spot this summer. And the weather, it's going to be really nice starting oh, in about a month yeah, here.
1: Well, yeah, when?
0: Fingers crossed. Not this weekend. Um, you can stop by Illegal Pete's for happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's is your Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. Also, if you're outside, you got to make sure your eyes are protected so... Bring your shady rays as well.
1: Can I tell my shady ray story? Yes. So I went to a thing this morning. We're gonna have more on that as we continue. But I went to an event this morning, and the the director of Coyotes um, Communications and Public Relations, Rich and Aaron, was there with his sunglasses. And I said, "You know what? You need you need a pair of shady rays." And he was no standing way. next. I swear to God, <laughs> I did. And he was standing next to a current Coyote player. And the people in the Discord know because I dropped the name in the Discord already. I looked at him and I said, you need a pair of Shady Rays because you can get them with all your outfits. They're durable. And if you break them, you can turn them in. And they're like, how do you know all this? And I go, buddy, they are a a proud sponsor of the PHNX show, Shady Ray. So he is that player. Did you tell
0: him our promo code?
1: Well, I... uh, Of course I did. So I I literally read a commercial to him. 250,000 five-star reviews. Can't be wrong. Um, So that player is going to check out shady race
0: there you have it
1: there's and i won't say who that player is just unless knows. you're
0: in the discord then know. you know um and exclusively for our listeners and coyotes players i guess shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to ShadyRays.com and use code phnx for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people
1: and now 250,002 Yes. Because I just passed it along.
0: Yes. Um, We keep teasing that PD said the name of that player in the Discord. If you're thinking, how do I get into the Discord? You must be a diehard diehard. to join. So, text is a diehard. Yes. Become a diehard today. I get access to the Discord, 20% off merchandise, 20% off events. You get um, exclusive. Craig articles once a week that are for diehards only. There's just so many perks to becoming a diehard. um, And more to come. We're going to do more of PD's Puck Talk hangouts. We're going to try and do those once a month. That's for diehards only in the Discord. So just a a ton of great reasons to be a diehard, especially with the season right around the corner. Yeah,
1: it's great. It's a great community to talk about hockey and other things. But it's just everybody's on the same page. And sometimes the Internet's a scary place, but not in the (laughs) the Discord. The
0: Discord is... no, it's we, saying, we try
1: to make it a be safe. A dire because look at all the things that you get with it, and the people that have, take advantage of it, and the, you know that we talk about all the events, and you talk about the the merch. Like I, I literally, I I wrap the merch every day.
0: Yeah, you, I'm going to be do. bringing so much of our merch to Pretty Australia. <gasps>
1: that reminds me. Okay, never mind. We'll talk after the Hi, show. Um, okay,
0: lots of events coming up, especially as the season gets going. Here,
1: can we talk about? Any fun stuff that I did?
0: One second. In one second, yeah. You can reserve your tickets for free to our PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties. You can join us for every away game at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for ticket raffles, prizes, giveaways, and more. The link is in our show notes, Um, so that's going to be a ton of fun. Listen, we were all about pack therapy here when this team was tanking. I think whatever the equivalent of pack therapy for the Cardinals is, we're gonna need that. So if you're a Cardinals fan, let's all get together. Um, and BetMGM is a great venue to watch a sporting event. Holy moly, those TVs are yeah, massive.
1: Great. Food's good.
0: Yeah. So okay, Petey, now you can talk about. what No, you I want just want to say
1: because I, I, one of the things I I just want to tease some stuff. There's some stuff. Stay 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 tuned to the Phnx underscore Coyotes Twitter YouTube channel over the next several days because. Some stuff's gonna drop there that I did.
0: Yeah, if you thought the dump video was good, like PD has just been on a roll. Lately. I got a good one coming. Everything he's done has just been a magic touch. But um,
1: one Monday is gonna be interesting. I, I It's gonna be interesting. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. But so anyway, stay tuned because I got a lot more stuff coming up uh, along with Craig's articles. And I wanna get it all in before they go to Australia because I'm very sad. <laughs>
0: Only a week. Um, so you can subscribe to the PHNX sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live and you never miss any of our extra content because we put out extra content on YouTube all besides just our live shows. So make sure you're subscribed. If you prefer to listen to our shows on audio, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts as well. Um, and you can follow us all on Twitter, Craig, wherever he may be. I know he's and at the ice at Craig S. Morgan. He he you can Einstein. follow PD at as Hockey, you can follow me at Leah Merrill, you can follow Sean at Sean underscore to pause, follow the show at PHNX underscore. Coyotes, we will be back live again tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a two-year anniversary edition of the PHX Coyote Show. I cannot believe I just said that. Um, But everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Hit the like button on this video before you head out. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we will see everybody tomorrow.